Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Uh, it is, uh, it's going to be pretty nice today. Sunny and a high of 84. Tomorrow it gets warmer. Uh, humid, high of 89. Sunday, sunny and a high of 91. And then it goes back to the 70s again next week. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't like that kind of fluctuation because I, uh, yeah, I'm very prone to uh, pollen. Yeah. And I know that when you start having fluctuations like that, sends my lungs and eyes into a into a complete and total chaos. It sucks. It does suck. Now, uh, here's <clears throat> the deal. I just got here because, you know, why would I bother setting my alarm at night <laughs> before I go to sleep? I would why think, would I do that? I would think today would have been the day you'd want to get here real early. No, I think it's more. Uh, oh, I'm I'm relaxed. I'm stress free. Really? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. like oh, it's like it's like uh, it's like a pampered morning at the spa. So relaxed that you right. decided to take an extra hour of sleep. So yeah, exactly. That's uh that's what happened. Uh, and then I woke up and I'm like, oh man! I immediately texted you and I'm like, I'm gonna be late. I'm not gonna make it there. I'll be there by six. I actually got here early. I got here earlier than I thought I would. You must have been uh, cooking. No, I wasn't. That was the thing. I was like, you know what? There's no uh, point in hurting myself uh, trying to rush to get here, of all places. Not for this. Not for this. So I said, let me just, I'll go the speed limit. I will uh, uh, try not to be too distracted, and I will just uh, go to work. Grab yourself a coffee, maybe some I breakfast. Didn't, I didn't even get, I, that's what I didn't do. That's that's the thing I didn't get. I usually grab a grab a coffee. But well, I, Marty I Caproni's coming in here at 7 o'clock. Maybe you can uh, have him get you something. You pay him back. But I brought instant coffee with me upstairs like folders so, crystals no it's like uh, no it's sanka <laughs> you like sanka what did you suddenly become a 90 year old man i picked the can up off the davenport i was as i was leaving the house <laughs> so i hate dro- and then you drove it yeah. here in your desoto yeah so uh, we're just gonna change things up this morning and uh, we'll talk for a little bit now and then we'll take a little break and then you'll do sports and yep. then you'll be from the couch and then we'll come back and we'll do hollywood trash so simple it's it's so simple we can just fix this uh, that easy it's 558 but back steve and dave and rock 102 and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Woodfire Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you have it. The NBA draft is officially over. All the best players have been taken, and now it's time to get back to living our lives while the NBA tries to figure out how to pay for all these draft picks. Last night, the Orlando Magic picked Duke power forward Paolo Banchero with the number one pick in the draft. And while that was a surprise pick for some experts, I have to say I was largely unmoved by that selection. Why? Well, it has nothing to do with the talent level of Paolo Banchero, and it has nothing to do with the idea that they should have picked Gonzaga forward Chet Holmgren instead, although that did allow Oklahoma City to grab them with the number two pick. No, I was largely unmoved because the Boston Celtics didn't have a pick until deep into the second round. What? No first-round pick? Not this time. Instead, the Celtics didn't have a pick until they grabbed the 23rd pick in the second round, Alabama point guard J.D. Davidson. Now, what do we know about J.D. Davidson? Well, I can tell you this. J.D. is a strapping young 19-year-old man whose one and only year in college resulted in a mind-blowing 8.9 points per game with a field goal percentage of 46%. Granted, that's 26.6 percentage points behind Boston's Robert Williams III led the NBA with 72.6%, but why compare apples to oranges? Robert Williams III is five years older, six inches taller, and plays a totally different position. 
Look, I'm not expecting a whole lot of the Celtics' one and only draft pick from last night. I'm more concerned about the Celtics getting blown out in the NBA Finals than I am about worrying about who they grabbed in the second round of the draft. I mean, it's not like they're going to make a bunch of wild trades to get a better second-round draft pick. It just means the Celtics may or may not have to focus on landing a high-priced free agent that may or may not fit in with a team that was just a few bad third quarters away from winning a championship. For all we know, maybe the missing piece is having a guy who can get you another 8.9 points per game. And if that's the case, then perhaps the Celtics just hit the jackpot. But hey, in a Vamai Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Battery-powered lawnmower? What are you kidding me? Flashlights run on batteries. Not so fast. Lawnmowers lawnmowers normally require smelly and expensive gasoline. But at Rocky's, you can get an Ego mower. Ego exceeds the power of gas. You charge it up and mow. Get an Ego at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Classic Rock. It's just about 611 and Tom Petty. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds with a high of 84 today. Tomorrow, sunny and hot on a high of 89. More of the same for Sunday and a high of 91. And then things uh, cool off again come Monday. Uh, Going to be a high of 75. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Dave is not here today. Uh, I could tell you the exact reasons why and uh, give you all the details as to. Uh, uh, what time his flight left, what time his flight returns, what kind of uh, luggage he brought. But I'm going to spare you all those details and let him tell you all about that on Monday. I'm sure he'll have lots to say. I'm sure he'll have uh, the entire travel itinerary ready to go. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Remember a while ago, uh, there was a viral picture of uh, Al Pacino going around with a, having a Shrek phone case? Yes. Yeah. Well, he revealed the story behind his viral Shrek phone case. Uh, apparently, uh, it was on the Today Show on Wednesday, Al said the case was given to him by his youngest daughter, and she put it on his phone. She She's 21, so she's not that little. But I guess to her, to him, she is little. I guess. Well, how, uh, old, how old is the phone? Uh, I, I don't know how old the phone is. <laughs> it's a 10-year-old cell phone. Yeah, because yeah, who's wearing who's wearing Shrek stuff? Shrek's been 20 well, years now. It, but he's at the age where you know he only gets a new cell phone when it's no longer supported by its uh, maker. Probably using a flip phone. Yeah, he's probably using a BlackBerry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got this BlackBerry here. Uh, anyway, I, I didn't even look at social media. I didn't. What is it? I didn't even look at it until social media told me what was on my phone. I took a look and said, oh, that's Shrek. <laughs> you hold this thing in your hand all day long yeah. and you don't know what's on it? He's getting up there. He's got that furry, that scraggly face with the you know the hair just growing every which way and the, and the hair combed in different positions. He looks like an old man who's very confused all the time. Well, maybe he doesn't care anymore. Maybe he just doesn't give a crap what people think about his looks. That does happen when you get old. It does. The uh, Rock's personal chef shared the special recipe for his cheat day pancakes. You telling me The Rock has a cheat day? He gives himself one cheat day a week. Chuck Norris doesn't have a cheat day. Doesn't need it. Cheat days have Chuck Norris days. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> she, uh... 
uh, uses a special, uh, she uses shredded coconut, diced bananas, and coconut milk. She said The Rock typically eats four of those. And that's a cheat day? That's a cheat day for The Rock. That's the pancake. You know, I wish I had enough money to have a personal chef to tell me that four pancakes is enough for you, fatty. I just can't imagine you know, limiting my cheat day to just a single day. <laughs> it seems yeah. so restrictive to me. I know. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker doesn't want to be called brave for embracing her gray hair. Please, uh, quote, please, please applaud someone else's courage on something. And then she went, <laughs> clop, 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 right out of the stable. <laughs> At that point, the reporter gave her a bag full of oats. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what do you have to say about the <laughs> It's my horse sound effects. Do you like those? That's why like whenever I watched like Sex in the City and she was buying a new pair of shoes, I always waited for the blacksmith to come with a hammer. Uh after support after supporting her daughter Sammy's foray in the land of OnlyFans, Denise Richards now has an account of her own. She's charging $25 a month, which is $5 more than her daughter. Well, she's more famous. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see who brings in more money. It'll be Denise Richards. I think it would be, too. I don't know what the daughter looks like. I have no idea. But uh, Denise Richards certainly had her time. I just, you're making a, you, she's, They're making it weird now. Is that that must be what it is? Actually, Let's, Steve, it was what? always weird. It was always weird, but uh, now it's like, oh, you know what? It, it's like when your when your parents said, uh, oh, you you want to smoke cigarettes, and then they give you the whole pack and put it in your mouth and light it. I just can't under. I, you know, I'm sure there's lots of great stuff on OnlyFans. Yeah, but I'm not gonna subscribe to your OnlyFans page when it's more expensive than every month of Netflix that I have. There's nothing you can do in your OnlyFans page yeah. that's going to be more time-consuming and better for me than a Netflix uh, subscription. But there's a huge market out there for it. These people are buying it left and right. It's crazy. The uh, Netflix Spy Kids reboot will include Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levy as uh, Spy Mom and Spy Dad. Uh, no word on a release date, but it'll be about the kids saving their parents after a game developer releases a computer virus to take control of all technology. I'm almost certain I have other things to do. Isn't Zachary Levy, isn't that Eugene Levy's kid? I think uh, it is. I guess. Yeah. Uh, ASAP Rocky. Do you even know who I'm talking about? He is a uh, he is a rap artist, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. And who likes to box. Yes, that is correct. And uh, and chase uh, squirrels, uh, moose and squirrels. He, he beats uh, sides of meat in a locker. Yes. Anyway, uh, ASAP Rocky was late for his opening slot at the Red Hot Chili Peppers show in the UK this week, so the Peppers went on first. But after they played, a lot of people left because, as one fan put it, 90% of the people here are bald dads. <laughs> You know, that reminds me of when I went to go see, uh, like, Peter Wolf. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And down at that little theater down in Connecticut, and there was like 300 people max in the whole theater. And it was a great show because he's 70-something he's years old, and he still dances around like he's 30-something years old, right? Right. Put it on a great show. But every person in the crowd was just kind of bopping back and forth. There was no, like... Dancing in the aisles like you would see it, and he was afraid to break a hip. Yeah, because you don't. And there's there's like a a handicap ramp and a walker parking lot. 
I went to go see the zombies like two year, two or three years ago mm-hmm. at the Academy of Music. I was the youngest guy there. Is that what finally killed her? Oh, yeah. no, I'm thinking of the cranberries. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's uh, the zombies. The yeah. zombies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you, that, that's the, the kind of show that you would be. It was like my. It was like watching, I was in like a room full of my dad. Hey, you were, you were just a baby when this song came out? When this song had been five years released already? <laughs> Uh, a list of artists who have passed uh, on doing a Super Bowl halftime show includes Jay-Z for being told to bring guests who have passed on doing a... I don't even understand. Like they were asked to do the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show, and they said no. And then Jay-Z for being told to bring guests. What does that mean? Why am I not understanding that? Why you're reading something you don't understand. Uh, well, that's what we do here. <laughs> or we used to do that. <laughs> Rihanna to stand in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick and Adele because she doesn't dance. Oh, they pa- Oh, Jay-Z, uh, this is what this I just figured this out, okay? <laughs> this is this is what this means. They passed on doing the halftime show because Jay-Z wanted to bring guests and they said no. I see. Rihanna wanted to stand in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick so and they she said, said no. no. And Adele because she doesn't dance. That okay. actually makes a lot of sense. That, I guess that now now that you got a story that uh, all of a sudden was interesting. What a worthless bit this is, isn't well, it? Well, Steve, this is something we do, isn't it? It's, we've been doing it for twenty something years, and we might as well do it for another <laughs> five months. It's uh, Hollywood trash on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh yeah, pro contractors use Pro Tool. Pro Tool in Rock One Hundred Two Springfield Classic Rock. It's six twenty five. We're back, Steve and Dave, in Rock One Hundred Two. Gonna be. Uh, Mostly cloudy uh, this morning and then uh, clearing its way to sunshine and a high of 84 and uh, tomorrow sunny and hot all weekend. High of 89 and 91 for Sunday. It's 59 in downtown Springfield. What a very uh, sublime way of introducing the weather. Oh, I was trying to go for the uh, light talk radio show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you want to scare everybody into thinking that we just changed our format. Yeah. all, all soft music all the time here on Rock 102 and back Steve and Dave. Uh, comedian Marty Caproni will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. And uh, and Dave is out uh, for the rest of uh, the day. And so uh, we'll, we're not going to share any uh, real uh, personal details about where he's at or you know when he's coming he, back he, or any he, of that other stuff. He's not here. That's it. Yeah, no, That's I like, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, he's out here, or you know, he said had a medical emergency. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to do that. That's uh, just not my way. Well, I'm glad you're not doing it. Oh, oh, yeah. um, hey, you know what? Uh, I, what? I got something for you. You yes, ready? I'm you're, ready. You ready for this? I am ready. ready. Yes. Oh. And now it's time for today. I learned on Light Rock 102 with Back Stephen Dave. I can do that pretty well. Yeah, well, I, you, you, I, did, you, you kind of started your career off doing that. I didn't ho- you? I uh, once hosted a Delilah like show. You know, every time yeah. I think about that, I just find that so hard to imagine. Especially the things that you've heard come out of my mouth that I would be that guy doing those. Yeah, the weekend fill in guy. Because that's the kind of thing that's like you're you're really kind of taking like a soft handed touch, like a real you know, gentle approach to radio. Meanwhile, like here you're in a uh, like a bull in a china shop. Yeah, well, I just you know I'm just. <laughs> it's like a spa day here. Too. Yeah, it so is. I'm like relaxing a little bit, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, do you remember the '80s? <laughs> Part of them. Then you likely coveted or owned a waterbed. 
I never had a waterbed. Mm-hmm. I have slept on a waterbed. Yeah. But I never owned one myself. Yeah, I never owned one either. And I was always jealous of the kid that had one. You know, there's always that rich kid that you knew that, oh, my dad, my dad, my waterbed for the whole family. Yeah. You know, that was the cool thing to have. Well, during the height of the liquid-filled mattress's popularity, one in five beds sold was a waterbed. In the 1960s, a graduate student named Charlie Hall came up with the idea, and he still owns three waterbeds to this day. Can you imagine that? Really? But you know what they filled it with first? What? Jello. Really? Yeah. The first thing he tried was a chair filled with jello, but it weighed 300 pounds. <laughs> But when he brought uh, his waterbed uh, to de- uh, design to class, his fellow students were suitably impressed and Hall filed a patent. And then they've realized, you know what? Water would be a whole lot better to put inside of this thing. Yeah. Even but, though Jello had the right. The, but the problem with a waterbed is yeah. you have to commit to where you want to put that waterbed. Because once that mattress is filled with water, it ain't moving. Yeah, you ain't moving it anywhere. And like, you know how many people had those and, and they leaked? A lot of them. Yeah. And then you would have water all over your bedroom. Or do you ever uh, sleep in a waterbed and, and, and somebody else is there with you and they move? Mm-hmm. You're basically, uh, you're, you're basically uh, sleeping in their wake. We, uh, we really should take a field trip to the Pines Motel over in Chicopee and try out uh, all kinds of waterbeds. Together? Listen, I was talking to you. Uh, what were we talking about this on the air a few weeks ago about the the Pines Motel? We were talking about something about the Pines. Yeah, and uh, how they had they still have water beds, and they used to have a package, a a, a, a uh, romance package, right? Where you uh, could get a, a room for the night at the Pines Motel and a limo ride to the Hookilau. A mere one point two miles away. Wow! And talk about a big night. And a buffet at the Hookilau. Wow! The sky was the limit. You could have as many chicken fingers as you wanted to. You're almost be you'd almost be happy to get back to the hotel because you know a whole yeah. even a love it is awaiting you. But uh, I think uh, maybe we should go and tour one of those. Yeah, that places. would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and there you go, Bax. That. That's Today I Learned on Light Rock 102 with Back Steve and Dave. 33 with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person was arrested after officers were called to an armed robbery at Home Depot in Wilbraham on Wednesday. According Come on. To, I know. According to the uh, Wilbraham Police Department, around 2.50 p.m., Officers were called to Home Depot for a shoplifting incident. When police arrived, the suspects were already gone, but our uh, known group uh, targeting Home Depots across Massachusetts and Connecticut for copper wire. Police were called again for another shoplifting incident at Home Depot around 3.34 p.m. When police arrived, two Hispanic men were seen exiting with a large amount of Romex wire valued at over $1,600. Yeah, I like when they, uh, like the police department uh, puts brand names the wire like Everybody's going to know what that is. It's electrical wire. Yeah. Once you once you kind of see copper wire, they don't really have the brand name or logo on it. Romex is a common type of residential wiring that is categorized by the National Electrical Code, the NEC, as an underground feeder or UF or non-metallic sheath cable. NM and NMC, NN and MMC conductors are composed of two or more insulated conductors contained in a non-metallic sheath. 
All right, I'm going to take notes here. Could you say that all over again, please? Well, they're they're uh, they're gearing their material towards the home improvement thieves of, oh, uh, I see. of Massachusetts. Uh, it's like uh, it's like that time I was doing the comedy show for that plumbers convention out there. Yeah, um, yeah. You had that uh, that you had that uh, one joke. This uh, lawn supervisor was out on a sprinkler maintenance job, and he started working on a Finley sprinkler head with a Langstrom 7-inch gangly wrench. Well, then just then, this little apprentice leaned over and said, You can't work on a Finley sprinkler head with a Langstrom 7-inch wrench? Well, this infuriated the supervisor, so he went and got volume 14 of the Kinsley Manual, and he reads it to him and says, The Langstrom 7-inch wrench can be used with the Finley sprocket. Just then, the little apprentice leaned over and says, It says sprocket, not socket! <laughs> Are those uh, plumbers going to be listening tomorrow? Or? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, that's a classic joke. Uh, this got pretty heated. A violent struggle began with one of the suspects with an officer on the ground. The suspect was ordered to stop resisting several times but refused. He yelled in Spanish to the second suspect, later identified as Jorge Luis Maldonado Ramos, to assist by grabbing it. The officer then drew his taser and ordered Maldonado Ramos to back up while still... Str- uh, when you say he grabbed it, yeah, what did he grab exactly? It. He grabbed it. He grabbed it. So the story was not specific as to what he grabbed, other than to say he grabbed it. I'm pretty sure he was talking about his gun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or but his that, snub nose. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that thing will go off in your face too. <laughs> That's the one you don't want to have happen accidentally. Uh, while struggling with the first suspect on the ground, the officers saw him staring at the taser and Maldonado Ramos staring at his firearm. The suspect on the ground ripped the taser and holster off the officer's chest and threw them to Maldonado Ramos, which he pointed at the officer. He dropped the taser and both suspects ran after the officer stepped back and drew his firearm. Jorge uh, Maldonado Ramos was taken into custody by another Wilbraham officer with the assistance of an off-duty Hamden sergeant. The other unknown suspect uh, got away in a vehicle, and a police pursuit into Springfield was terminated due to safety issues. And then uh, Maldonado Ramos is being charged with a slew of charges, in- including uh, not knowing his... He wasn't up to code. Yeah, that's the one he's fighting. Yeah. You didn't get that... Wi- you didn't get enough wire. <laughs> I said socket, not sprocket. <laughs> I can listen to that joke all day. Longmeadow, poli- Longmeadow police uh, are warning residents of a delivery scam that has had multiple reports over the past 24 hours. Well, since this story came out 12 hours ago, it's now 36 hours. I'm just, okay. I'm just adding time. What's the, what's the scam all about? According to a social media post by the Longmeadow police within the past... 24 to 36 hours, there have been multiple reports of a delivery scam where residents receive a package at their homes from a legitimate company. However, the package was addressed to somebody not associated with the residents. Later, a Hispanic male wearing a multicolored vest arrives in an older white model sedan claiming to work for Amazon, FedEx, and UPS and asks the residents for the package back, claiming there was an error. The male also used a translator on his phone to speak uh, with the residents, I guess. I don't even know what that means. So it's like a like a, like a translator on his phone. Oh, he must be like uh, yeah, you know, saying something in one right. language and then uh, giving it to the thing. It's like uh, this is not your package. What what's the point of that though? Well, I don't know. There's got to be somebody there. So oh, hold on, I'll just go get it for you. 
Uh, if you receive a package not addressed to you or if you have any information relating to the man or the vehicle, you are asked to call the Longmeadow Police Department. I'm actually interested to find out why you would do that. What's the what's the point behind Yeah, I'm not really sure. But yeah, it doesn't sound like he's a criminal mastermind, frankly. Yeah, my well saying claim of residence package. Yeah, there was nothing there was an error. The mail also used the translator on his phone. But that doesn't say why what what they were using it for. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh it's a that's a little unclear. They're probably just telling you to uh to be on the lookout. A bolo, if you will. Or if someone's knocking on your door, you don't answer the door. Yeah, what? Why aren't people answering the door? Who's answering doors anymore? I don't know. Every now and then, I get a like a door to door salesman, yeah, coming to the house, you know, to try to convince me to get like solar panels or some other phony scam like that. And I just send, uh, I just send those people on their lucky way. I think it was the first summer after I moved into my house, which was a couple of years ago. My house, which is kind of like off the beaten path, if you will. Your whole town is off the beaten well, path. Well, yes, but my house in particular, like, you know, it's not really a very inviting place to just walk right up to. Uh, and all of a sudden, this uh, this guy is at, at the door. Yeah. And he's selling encyclopedias. And what? I'm like, this is completely a scam. Who the hell is buying encyclopedias? What is this, 1965? I, I don't. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, I'm trying to get my way through college, and uh, you know, giving me this whole spiel about how. Right. And uh, you know, he didn't look like he was. You know how people just don't fit in the environment. You well, I mean, I mean like, is there a certain look for a uh, encyclopedia salesman? Well, I mean, he was like well dressed, like he was like like he was like maybe in fact a college kid. Like he looked like like the persona of a college kid, not right. the uh, the persona of uh, somebody who's just scamming people out of money for encyclopedias. But I'm thinking to myself, this is a bad scam, man. Why don't you sell things that people need, like whiskey and slip and slides? You're yeah, selling I, encyclopedias. I'm, I'm, I'm. I never ever fall for any of this door to door stuff. No. Yeah, you know, I don't care what it is. If like someone is bleeding and say, "Can I use your phone?" I'm like, "Well, where's your phone? Why should I give you my phone? Where's yours?" Well, it, it, sometimes I don't even need to go door to door. I told right. you about that leaf filter guy that came to my house and was trying to sell me five thousand dollars of plastic <laughs> to put on my gutter. You know. Right. Uh, oh, but we could. We can knock this down by half if we do it tomorrow <laughs> because we have a job near your house. Oh, where's that other job? Uh, Cheshire. And, I, and I, I really didn't have time to take the map out and show him how Cheshire is about an hour away from where I live. <laughs> Dope. I remember a couple of years, this is actually now many years ago, it was back when I was living in Springfield. Uh, uh, a Jehovah Witness comes to the house. Want to give me? Uh, Want to give me like a, a copy of the Watchtower, which I'm always happy to read. And but, then you whipped out Rock 102 and played all <laughs> along the Watchtower. I, no, I didn't do that. Nice. But uh, you know, he's, he's uh, this guy's like you know trying to sell me on uh, you know uh, yeah. on everything. And you know, have I accepted uh, Jesus as my personal savior? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I don't really have time for this conversation right now because I'm uh, in. Inside, like you know, burning a cat. <laughs> I'm doing so. I'm I, celebrating a black mass. Would right. you like to come and join us for the next three hours? So the guy says to me, "Well, um, 
would is your is your neighbor home? Do you do you think he would like to talk about it? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead and ask him. I'm sure he'd be more than happy uh, to talk to you. My next door neighbor was an Orthodox rabbi, <laughs> so oh. yeah, good luck yeah. trying to convert him. You go over there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's pretty rooted in his faith. I can't imagine that you and your watchtower is going to convert him. But did, good luck to you. Did you uh, did you experience this like when the pandemic hit and like everything was being shut down? I actually got handwritten letters. I don't know if it was Jehovah's Witness, but it was it was another. I th- you know because we have like a Mennonite population up there too, so I'm not sure like who was doing it. Right. But it was like a handwritten letter addressed to me saying, "Hey, uh, you know." Uh, Come join the Lord and you know do all these things. Now I don't. Whatever you you got like yeah your religion that's that's your thing. I'm not making fun of the religion part. Right. But the but really you, that's a little extra incentive there. Well, did it, they did they write it at the bottom of your driveway? N- no, I don't know. They it was like it was. And well, it was you weren't written, home, so I've written you a note. And it was written on like loose leaf paper uh, that was from a bind like a like a notebook like a spiral notebook <laughs> like they ripped it out and it was almost like. I felt like I was a teenager in love, wow. or somebody was writing me a love letter. Was the note all folded up like really, yeah. really small? Yeah, dear, dear lost soul, <laughs> I have missed you so, so much. You mean so much to me. If you could just give me forty-five minutes to an hour of your time, <laughs> I could convince you to come back to me. I'm not really looking for a relationship with you, yeah. but I'm looking forward for your relationship yeah. with Jesus. We're, we're not dating. We're just. We're, uh, I'm just trying to get you to understand <laughs> what's going on. Here. Uh, the Hamden District Attorney's Office is pushing back against a bill moving through Beacon Hill surrounding the state's laws on civil asset forfeiture. The civil asset forfeiture is a practice in which police departments can seize things like cash, vehicles, and other items if they think those items could be connected to a crime. This proposed bill would do a couple of things. It would set a minimum price of seized assets, nothing less than $250, and it would give public counsel to defendants looking to get back any assets that were seized from them. That's the sticking point for the DA's office. They're worried that changes to the law would allow drug dealers to reclaim illicit profits. Uh, Hamden County District Attorney Anthony Galuni said, in my opinion, as a voter and a citizen and a taxpayer, I don't want to pay for free lawyers for people to keep their proceeds from drug trafficking and dealing. I'm not with him on this one. Well, I re- I'm really not, because you see all these horror stories of these people who simply get pulled over. Let's say somebody had $10,000 in cash. Right. Well, that's not unusual anymore to carry that amount of money i don't think it really is i mean when you're talking about how much things cost and how you know you you have to take money with you i mean if you're let's say transfer i have to take this ten thousand dollars and give it to somebody else so you transport it you get pulled over for some reason the cop sees the money on the thing they can take that money even though you're not doing anything illegal with it so i would think that the, the 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 legal problem is is if you can't prosecute somebody for a crime and they're found innocent, and you've seized their property, or seized stuff that you see may have been committed in a, in a crime, and you and and for whatever reason they're acquitted. Seems to me you can't really hold on to that stuff anymore. That's their stuff. And then, uh, right? Yeah, I right. But I'm re- I'm sorry. I'm reading this thing about from John Velas. It says it just does not make sense with how deadly it is right now with things like fentanyl. We are seeing fentanyl and everything right now. There's never been a worse time to pull law enforcement back from what they're doing in narcotics. But 
seizing drugs and seizing cash and assets are two completely different things, are they not? Yes, they are, because the cash and other assets would not necessarily be illegal on their own. Yeah. They would be illegal if they were bought as a result of the of the, the sale and purchase of of, uh, mm. of of street drugs. But fentanyl is a huge problem. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's a, it, they and they're they're lacing in everything. You know, good old fashioned, yeah. you know, cocaine, marijuana. You know, if you buy that stuff off the street, you don't know if it's been mixed with something. There's cocaine in my fentanyl. There's fentanyl in my cocaine. I think we're onto something here. Two great drugs that get you high together. And I didn't realize what time it was. It's uh, we have we have we have to get to the mass hat for God's sakes. That's coming up. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be. Cloudy this morning, then making his way for sunshine this afternoon with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 89. And Sunday, high of 91. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652, and the Rolling Stones are back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Do I have to do the weather again? I just did it like, uh, I don't know. What, three minutes ago? Yeah, not bad today. Yeah. Pretty good tomorrow. Pretty good on Sunday. What more do you need to know? It's 56. Uh, it's 6.52. We're back, Steve and Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. My mass hat today comes from the state of Massachusetts. You know, it doesn't need to be, Steve. I think it kind of does. What started off as vehicular road rage yelling match ended up with a Massachusetts man allegedly assaulting a teen driver. According to Plymouth police, a suspect yesterday punched a 16-year-old driver in the face and then thrashed his body back and forth to the point that the victim's head was hitting the steering wheel. Ooch. 49-year-old Dan Kenny of Plymouth was arrested for assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, which was the steering wheel, and assault and battery. Plymouth police had some advice for some drivers. Traffic is getting worse. People sometimes make driving mistakes. It's easy to get upset about other people's driving, and if it's bad enough, you can always report it to the police. But doing anything else, including arguing or exiting a vehicle, is never worth it. Death, injury, criminal, and civil penalties are all possibilities when one's anger gets the better of them. I've uh, I've seen a lot more road rage going on. I haven't seen a whole lot of like physical violence against people. The yelling, though, I've yelling, seen the yelling definitely. And I've uh, you know, I've there have been a couple of times when even I, a mild mannered fella, yeah. uh, will use a very filthy word or two <sighs> to describe somebody else's bad driving, and I, just as often as I'm sure the same horrifying language is used. To criticize my driving. Yeah. I uh, I I had a little incident like a month ago. I'm on the phone with Barry Krieger, right? Okay. Barry Krieger's uh, talking to me back and forth. Uh, we're just, you know, shooting the breeze about life uh, as he's on my Bluetooth in my car. Right. And uh, I get up to uh, this road, and, uh, I, and there's traffic. There's cross traffic, which is unusual for this particular intersection. Uh, that there was like heavy traffic there. Sure. And uh, I go to take a right, and I'm waiting for somebody in that traffic line to let me into traffic. Meanwhile, this douchebag comes up in his uh, Grand Cherokee, uh, right. older model, 
and uh, just goes right around me to the left and cuts into traffic without the, and I said, what the hell do you think you're doing? And then he's yelling at me, get the F out of the way. And then uh, Barry Krieger hears this and he's like, uh, do you have a bulletproof vest on? Are you okay? <laughs> are, are you, are you going to be okay, Steve? And I was like, I'm fine. But it's like, you know, after he said, after Barry said that to me, right. I'm like, he's right. This guy, like, you don't know what no. somebody, like, he, this guy could have pulled out a gun or something. Like, you don't know what, how other people are. Any, anytime you hear of an incident like this. Yeah. The one who is the most victimized never thinks it's going to happen to them. No, no. I mean, they're all thinking, well, I'm sure this will just blow over. But then all of a sudden, a guy comes out of his car and starts uh, berating you. Well, I mean, and this guy uh, and uh, deservingly gets the Mass Hat Award because you're punching a 16-year-old kid. Like, what, what the hell is wrong with you? What is, what is, this guy is, you know, clearly an adult, well- Appearance-wise, he's an adult. <laughs> on, his, on his license, it says adult. Uh, that you get so angry at a kid that you're going to beat the crap out of him in his car? I know. I don't that's know. That's crazy. Well, that's, just, that's why he's the mass hat and you're not. That's right. And, uh, and, there, and there you go. That is the mass hat from Massachusetts <laughs> on the Back Stephen Dave Show on Rock 102. <laughs> And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you've ever hired an attorney, but they don't come cheap. In fact, sometimes a lawyer will do their best to fight for damages so that they can take a percentage of what was already taken from you. Think about the logic of that for a minute. And yet, there are some lawsuits that are so important, so crucial, so life-altering that the only way to win is to pay for the right attorney to handle your case. It's a way of telling them you mean business. For example, earlier this week, Ohio State University won a three-year-long court case to obtain the official copyright protection for the word THE for three years, resulting in hundreds of billable hours for their attorney who have won the right to claim the word THE as the intellectual property of THE Ohio State University. This is a place that will charge an out-of-state student $55,000 a year to attend, and they just spent three years fighting desperately to prevent other state universities in Ohio from boldly using grammatical articles as a means of identifying their unique position amongst other educational institutions. What's next? You're going to send out cease and desist letters for schools using inappropriate conjunctions? What about possessive determiners? You want to start on filing legal complaints for inappropriate syntax, possession errors, or faulty use of tense? You already know what they did to pronouns. You see, the issue here is that Ohio State wants the right to refer to themselves as the Ohio State University. And in order to do this, they have to obtain and protect the copyright to do so. Otherwise, everybody be doing it. And the moment you fail to protect yourself is the moment that you have people taking advantage of that lack of legal protection. And you can't have 53,000 undergrads paying top dollar at The Ohio State University, buying unlicensed Buckeye football jerseys out of the back of some guy's truck. That's intellectual property. And profiting off of that would be uh, without legal consent. It's just plain wrong. But hey, in a my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up the Rocky sales flyer on your phone or computer. It's loaded with bargains. 
like the Milwaukee M12 drill, uh, drill driver and impact driver combo for only 100 bucks. You can get it with your Ace Rewards card. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Where do you? 7-Eleven and Rush. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 89. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I uh, shared a story yesterday that uh, if you didn't hear it, you can always check out the uh, the podcast from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Happened uh, you know, towards like the end of the 8 o'clock hour uh, where I told you of an incident that happened at the house just the other night. My wife uh, was out with friends and, uh, and came home and... Uh, I'm in bed because it's, you know, it's like 8.15 at night. And uh, just to kind of set up what uh, happened is I hear the garage door open. And uh, then I hear uh, my wife, Jenny, Mm -hmm. uh, in a very fearful scream. Is that her name? Yes. Hmm. Yes. It's uh, short for Jennifer. Learning so uh, many things about you. Well, I believe you were at the wedding and even gave a gift. Anyway, uh, be that as it may, uh, I... Uh, being a very brave, courageous uh, man, mm-hmm. threw open the covers, raced downstairs into the garage, only wearing my underpants, and there she was, trembling in fear, staring right into the face of a deadly snake. And I, being uh, being uh, like a like a, an embattled warrior, mm-hmm. decided to grab what has, had been a. Uh, my papal staff from my uh, Halloween costume where I dressed up as the Pope. and uh, The I, costume you used more than once. Yeah, too. well, yeah, it was, it, you know, pandemic and everything. It wasn't like uh, you know, every costume shop was open had, at the time. It had nothing to do with laziness. Anyhow, uh, I grabbed the papal staff, and uh, and much like uh, much like you would see the Pope do uh, uh, to ward off, like, I don't know, uh, say, like, uh, exercised demons, mm-hmm. I took this staff. Excuse me. And I pushed that snake out of our garage. And when he came back two more times, I more aggressively pushed the snake out. Now, I posted a picture of the snake yesterday. You're a badass is what you I, are. Hey, listen, I when it comes to if it comes to a battle between me and nature. Yeah. I throw down. I don't give up until the battle is won. That's that's what a badass I am. You may not know to look at me, but I am I am a fearsome warrior. Uh, when it comes to me and snakes, so, yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm the hero of the house, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I posted the picture of the snake, and there were a lot of people. And I have to say, I uh, I I do not appreciate their dismissiveness over the dangerousness mm-hmm. of what could have been an inland taipan, one of the most dangerous snakes in the world. People saying, "Oh, it's just a harmless milk snake." Oh, oh, really? Wait, what did you say? It was a harmless harmless milk snake. Did your milk snake bring all the boys to the yard? And damn right, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. Why is the volume not up on this? I don't know. There we go. My milk snake. Milk snake. Did your milk snake bring all the boys to the yard? No. Uh, no, you know, the many people are saying, oh, it's just a, what an adorable, cute little milk snake. You didn't kill it, did you? And I'm like, no, I didn't have to kill it. I made it feel really bad for trying to enter in my house. And of course, you know, this is the kind of thing where, you know, the, the trolls online, and you know who some of these people are, mm-hmm. you know, that's just trying to say, 
Oh, you, you, did, did you cry afterwards? I'm well, like, I mean, listen. what did you think was going to happen when you put you put it out to the? They're like, it's you know what it is when you put stuff out there on Facebook like that. Yeah, it's like uh, you ever sit in a parking lot and feed French fries to seagulls? Yeah, you just throw a, a one French fry out and they all come going and they're all fighting over the French fry. They're oh, yeah. all fighting over which joke to write down for backs. I'm telling you what, I could be doing something as simple as posting a picture of myself drinking a cup of coffee. And these these internet trolls would come out and try to pick, uh, you know, disembowel me online. Anyway, I put the picture of the uh, of the of the uh, the snake on Facebook yesterday, and there's all these people, you know, saying, you know, some people are supportive, like you, know, you are a hero, or I can't believe how brave you are, mm. or you're such a courageous, uh, strong, powerful, barrel-chested man. And Wait, I was that you from know, your mom and your sister? No, those are from my other accounts oh, yeah. <laughs> with right. different names right. that I use all the time. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, so that happened, and of course, my wife was infinitely grateful for my uh, heroic, uh, my heroic nature. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Last night, yeah, she's out walking the dog, okay, and uh, you know the dog is like, he's getting old now. She's he, actually walking a dog. This isn't like some sort of euphemism for anything, right? No, no. She yeah. actually took Lou yeah. out for a little, a little stroll around okay. the street. All right, and uh, the garage door goes up. Guess what? The snake is back. No. What? It's a different snake. Shut the front door. This is a bigger snake. Shut the garage door. Actually. She didn't take pictures this time, but it's a bigger snake. It's a big, large, black one. I believe it was a king cobra right there in the in the garage. And what did I do? Came back downstairs, went into the garage yeah. door, still in my underpants, took the papal staff, and just like I did the night before, just like I did probably no more than 24 hours. I then pushed out the second snake of the week. And was it another with my papal staff? And it wasn't another milk snake. It was a different, completely black, different. Uh, the milk snake has that orangey, like white spot thing, yes. a stripe thing onto him. This or? this was a yellow belly sea snake, the yellow- fourth most venomous snake in the world. A yellow belly sea snake? Why it was in the middle of Hamden, I do not know. Was Hundreds it, of miles away from the actual sea. Was this one of those uh, garter snakes that uh, could no, have been? No, this was actually more deadly than the snake that I uh, that I, uh, I drove out of Hamden the night before. Really? Well, I don't know. I mean, we didn't. Uh, I, I didn't give him enough opportunity to to strike with his poisonous. Fangs, you know, where it would you know bite mm-hmm. and, and and spread its coagulated yeah. venom into my body. Didn't allow that to happen. Wow. My papal staff has all the power. I, I told you yesterday, you're like Saint Patrick chasing the snakes out of Ireland, uh, right? And now you're suffering a potato famine at your house. Haven't had a potato in the house in months. But there you go. See, and I and I, you know, it's maybe time I do. So I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> yeah, if if we have another snake tonight. It may be a little bit more than the papal staff can handle. I mean, you know, like three times a charm, but how many snakes can I drive out of hand? When I lived uh, back in Syracuse, I lived uh, when I was a kid Yeah, I uh, and listening to Dave Coombs, I, um, my, my, my dad was redoing this room. Like he, he was, uh, he took a long time to do things like I'm going to start this project <laughs> And then leave it here for six months. But yet, yeah. he would get drunk very quickly. Well, because uh, it's always, you know, if you start drinking before you start working on something, that's yeah. it. You got to drink at least halfway through or towards the end of whatever you're doing to, to do the project. 
he would just start projects and then not finish them for months at a time. Okay. So we had this little room. It was like a little dinette off the kitchen, and uh, it was no big, you know, maybe uh, ten by ten by uh, ten by ten, right? And he had ripped half of the wall down. Now it was his old farmhouse, uh, probably built in the uh, either the early 1900s or something, but it was still pretty old. Okay. And uh, it had all the old like. Uh, there was even some hay as insulation in some of this, some of this house. <laughs> it's, like very, the, the, it's very effective stuff. Yeah, but in this particular section of the house, it still had that old like you know, post and beam thing in the middle uh, okay. when you rip the rip the rip the uh, drywall off. And uh, so the, half the room was bare. And one night we're eating dinner on the other half of the room, and uh, my brother says, "Oh my God, look at a snake!" And there's a snake crawling down the wall. In, in this room. Right. So my dad, uh, in his 10-foot-tall uh, and bulletproof uh, Budweiser costume, gets, <laughs> gets a pair of tongs, and he grabs the snake by the head. Yeah. And then brings the snake across the street to this little brook and then drops it near the brook and the bye-bye snake, right? Okay. Well, a month later, the room is still not finished, and uh, my mother's sitting there on, a fo- on the phone and she looks over and she goes, ah, there's a snake. So then my, my brother comes in. He tries to do the same thing that my dad did with the uh, with the tongs, but he doesn't have his Bud Heavy juice like Popeye has the spinach. So he's just <laughs> he's just doing <laughs> he's just trying to grab the thing with the tongs and yeah. and the snake is now wrapped around the rafter. So he and he won't come off. Right. Like. Like it's it's probably the same snake. I'm guessing it was. Pro- you know, th- those animals come back. If you, right. if you let them go close to your house, they'll come right back. So he and the snake is probably like, I know what you did last time. You threw me by the river. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> you know. So then he uh, he takes a hammer and he smashes the head of the snake. Oh, uh, yeah. And he kills yeah. the snake. Yeah. And uh, there, that's the end of the snakes. Well, then maybe in a month or so after that. We had mice like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And you put the connection together. The snake was eating most of the mice in the house. Like it was the, it was just like kind of living in the house, uh, feeding off uh, Stuart Little. Right. Well, um, listen, I don't like mice either. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, yeah, I have a great aversion to rodents of any but, kind. But my warning to you is... If you take care of one problem, you might be creating a whole nother ecosystem full of problems. Sure. Um, I'm not killing the snakes. I'm just pushing them away from the garage. They can go ahead and slither all they want. Just don't want them in the house. They want to slither around the uh, the yard? Okay, well, then that's fine. That's just nature. I mm-hmm. don't really want anything to do with that. But you, the moment you start to break the barrier through my well-protected domicile, that's when we got real problems. Yeah. So I don't want any of these day. Listen, the only snake I want in the house, two of them. One, maybe a snake for the toilet. Mm-hmm. Not like a real snake, but like a, a plumber yeah. snake. And maybe a 40-ouncer, a king cobra. That's the only other snake I would and, want in the house. And maybe a visit from Rock 102 Management every once in a while. Well, I know. I'd rather have them not know exactly where I live. Think. That's probably for the best. No yeah. one management knocking on the door. You know, it's funny you just brought that up because it just triggered a memory. For years, they still had my address from when I first started working here. Yeah. And it was like eight years I had worked here. I had moved twice. <laughs> <laughs>
and they still had my old address. So I, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You, you still live in Forest Park. You live in Westfield, <laughs> according to West, them. Yeah. Live in Westfield. Well, I, ho- I hope your snake problem gets resolved. Yeah, I'm telling you what, I, the, that table staff is powerful. But it can't, it can't, uh, it can't remove them all. Mike Baxendale, bow before me, you slithery snakes. I'm going to need you at the house just to make that kind of announcement. I'm gonna, I'll bring my PA system. <laughs> yeah, we can do up. the Cupid shuffle afterwards. That'll teach them. Yeah. It's 724. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. The Rock 102 Golf Club is... Dot care. It's 727 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a high of 89. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, real quick, if you miss any part of the uh, back Stephen Dave show, always check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. That way you'll never miss another show again. You can listen to it wherever and whenever you want on your smart speaker your laptop your tablet to your smart speaker it's available on all those uh, platforms my guest this week on the Baxi's musical podcast malka spiegel from the uh, the band minimal compact she's been making music for 35 years got a brand new one coming out called gliding and hiding it is really really good you check that out on rock102.com and on monday i'll be talking to buzz osborne from the melvins so it's uh, make sure you go to rock102.com Check out that and all the other things on Baxi's Musical pod, uh, Podcast. Ooh, come Monday. That's right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. Did you ever talk to <laughs> Jimmy Buffett for your uh, musical fun bag thing? No. Why no. would you not want to do that? Because I don't like Jimmy Buffett. Wh- what? I know. Isn't that horrible? Oh, you make fun of me for not liking Neil Diamond because he makes... Uh... A bunch of pansies stand up at a ball game. And Listen, sing a song. you make fun of Neil Diamond. You're making fun yeah. of me, and I will not put up with you bad mouthing the great genius of Neil Diamond. Well, I will not let you bad mouth the musical <laughs> magic of Jimmy Buffett. You don't even like Jimmy Buffett. Yes, I do. I uh, I wish I had a pencil thin mustache. <laughs> the Boston uh, Boston Blackie. I can't even remember Boston Blackie kind. <laughs> We have news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your 7.32. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Mention Rock 102 and save 2,500 hours off the cost of labor during Yankee Home's Thank You America sale going on now through July 4th. Call Yankee Home and mention Rock 102 all month long. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bags. The suspect in the fatal shooting inside of a Worthington Street nightclub was arrested in New York City Thursday amid an investigation by city license officials on whether the club management violated their license to operate by allowing patrons inside without screening for weapons. According to Springfield Police, 35-year-old Brandon Murray of Springfield was arrested shortly after 9 a.m. Thursday by the U.S. Marshal's Office of New York and New Jersey. He was found inside an apartment in Davidson Avenue in the Bronx based on information gathered by Springfield Police detectives. He was taken into custody on a fugitive from justice warrant. It's unclear when he will be brought back to the state to be charged with murder in connection with the May 29th fatal shooting of David Cascarillo inside Saga Lounge on Worthington Street. The 30-year-old Cascarillo of of Springfield was found shot to death inside of a restroom just before 11 p.m. An arrest warrant for Murray was issued just days later. You know, the thing is, when have you ever been to a nightclub that did check for weapons? I can't recall uh, Um, seeing, you know, know, a metal detector or any real screening process other than, you know, maybe paying a cover charge. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I, I haven't seen one. I don't go out, though, to 
to these nightclubs. Like I, I that's that's long gone. No, I, I, I know, don't do I know, that but, anymore. So I don't know what what that's like. I mean, I've been to a, a couple of nightclubs, and I've been to a couple of places, and uh, you know, you love the uh, nightlife. I you love, love to, to boogie. boogie on the disco ride. Oh yeah, but uh, but but I've never I, I've I can't recall ever having to pass through anything to surrender weapons. I think like uh, maybe about 20 years ago uh, going out with friends that uh, the bouncers would like look at you and then like if you had baggy pants on, then they'd ask you, you know, if you were just wearing like tight jeans and a shirt, yeah. they wouldn't bother you too much. But if you had like baggy pants or the, the girls had the bags, they'd be checking checking the bags a little bit, but nothing like with a metal detector or anything like that. I haven't, I haven't I mean, experienced it, it's, that. It's possible that I have and just don't uh, remember mm-hmm. it, but, I mean, and I'm not saying that the, that the club doesn't bear some level of responsibility. At some point, they, they, they may. I just don't know of any club around here that, that I've seen that happen. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard of one around here. But hours before the arrest, the City License Commission on Wednesday voted to conduct a hearing next month to determine if conditions at the club on the night of the shooting were in violation of the license to operate. Alicia Days, director of licensing, said the security footage from the club obtained by police appears to show security staff outside the club letting some people inside without screening for weapons. So they might have already had a thing in place, a, a policy to check people, and yeah. then there were some people going, no, 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 go, go right ahead. Uh, this would be a violation of the club's license to operate. The license requires that all patrons entering the club need to be patted down and screened for weapons. Uh, they said if the violation, if the video shows people were not being searched prior to entering the club, that would be a violation. So we'll have to wait and see yeah. what the uh, what the ruling is going to be on that. Um, one person was arrested after officers were called to an armed robbery at Home Depot in Wilbraham. On Wednesday afternoon. Man, you think you're safe at a Home Depot. You can do it. They won't help. You see what I did yeah, there? I, I see exactly I their tagline. And you turned it against them. Yeah. Uh, according to the Wilbraham Police Department, around 2.50 p.m., officers were called to Home Depot for a shoplifting lifting incident. When police arrived, the suspects were allegedly or already gone, but are a known group targeting Home Depots across Massachusetts and Connecticut for copper wire. Police were called again for another shoplifting incident at Home Depot around 3.34 p.m. When they arrived, police arrived, two Hispanic men were seen exiting with a large amount of Romex wire valued at over $1,600. That's like that heavy-duty cable that you would, like, hook up a stove with or something. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. you got to get your 220 out there. You got to get come over and give me a 220 hookup with your Romex? <laughs> well, again, you... You don't want to skimp and get the cheap stuff. Uh, I, I recently had to get uh, some electrical wire. That's the most expensive part of the project. It was the for wire. The, for the electrician, yeah. yeah. It's like, yikes. I guess you could uh, you could talk this at a, at a junkyard somewhere. I mean, you think about like what like a small piece of co- a copper can be. Uh-huh. As much as a penny. Yeah. You got like 100 pennies. Not that much. Uh, not that much going on. That's a whole dollar. Imagine what sixteen hundred dollars worth of pennies would be in copper. But when were the last time I don't pennies? Know how you, were, I, I don't even know how you push that out of a building. Pennies aren't made of copper anymore, are they? Well, I think so. I don't think they are. I think they're made of uh, like a like a mix of different metals. I thought that was the whole thing about chain. That's why they look different and sound different than when you drop like an old one. 
Uh, well, you got an old wheat back penny. You got an old wheat back penny there, Bex? Uh, not on me, no. Uh, according to the internet, which, as you know, would never, ever mislead you in any way, mm -hmm. shape, or form, uh, what are pennies made of? Uh, primarily copper. However, uh, contemporary pennies are zinc discs with a thin copper shell. That was an old joke for police. What are dirty pennies made of? Coppers. Get it? Oh, that's a good joke. Yeah, yeah that's almost see? better than the uh, than the uh, the joke about the plumber's convention. Well, I like to gear my material to whoever's audience is listening out there. <laughs> that's what I like to do. Uh, a violent struggle began with one of the suspects with an officer on the ground. The suspect order was ordered to stop resisting several times but refused. He yelled in Spanish to the second suspect, later identified as Jorge Luis Maldonado Ramos, uh, Jorge, to assist by grabbing it. Okay. Grab it. Grab it. Grabbing it. He's talking about the gun. The oh. officer then drew his taser and ordered uh, Jorge to back up. While still struggling with the first suspect on the ground, the officer saw him staring at the taser and Jorge started uh, Jorge uh, staring at his firearm. The suspect on the ground ripped the taser and holster off the officer's chest and then threw them to and threw them to Jorge, which he pointed at the officer. That's scary. Yeah, no kidding. He uh, he dropped the taser and both suspects ran after the officer stepped back and drew his firearm. Jorge was taken into custody by another Wilbraham police officer with the assistance of an off-duty Hamden sergeant. I'm sorry. Aren't all the sergeants in Hamden off duty? Most I, of the Steve, time? I'm not going to have you badmouth our constabulatory <clears throat> in, Spring, in, uh, in Hamden. The other unknown suspect got away in a vehicle, and a police pursuit into Springfield was terminated due to safety issues. But uh, Jorge is being held on $25,000 bail and charged with a slew of charges. So this one guy mm -hmm. gets him on, on Boston Road. He starts yeah. booking it towards the Springfield line, and as soon as he gets there, he's in the clear. Uh huh. Neener, neener, neener. Can't touch me. God, what you're, like, you're right past that Friendly's building, right where it changes into Springfield. Yep. Hey, you can't get me. That's a good distance this, on Boston Road, though. I'm going to say that's probably what, half a mile from the Home Depot? It's more than I'd be willing to run on a foot chase. Yeah, good for him. Uh, deputies arrested a Florida man after they said he tried to bring a gun and extra magazines into Disney Springs on May 27th. Well, like Mad Magazine or... Yeah, uh, like Field and Stream. Yeah, or uh, a Boy's Life. Cat Fancy. Uh, highlights. Those are all good magazines. I'm trying to think of uh, all the... You don't really see magazines anymore, you know? That's kind of like... Uh, you don't even see them in a doctor's office. They've removed all the magazines in my doctor's office. Oh, yeah, the doctor's office doesn't care about anybody anymore. I mean, I used to go to the doctor's office just for the <laughs> magazines. I, didn't, I wouldn't even go for the uh, the the checkup. I you know I'd go because of like stacks of months old People magazines from 1978. Wanted to catch up on what's going on in the world of yeah. entertainment. Uh, you know, from like 20 years earlier, with the address cut off on the front, or you know, you know or drawn on in sharpie. Yeah, yeah. I used to have this doctor that uh, years ago that had the magazines and he would cut all the labels off the front. But then, like, he'd cut off, like, the most important headline. You see, I don't even know what's... It yeah. says, like, wait till you see Jennifer Aniston, and then the rest of it's cut off. And I'm like... Yeah, or Jennifer Aniston says... Yeah. And then, you know, they and cut it, it off. Yeah, hey, he cut the thing off. Now, I'm not going to read the whole story now. Yeah, you know what they've got now in doctor's offices? Now they've got medical literature. Please. Like, I'm going to sit around for an hour in your waiting room reading that tripe. What was the joke in Airplane? Uh... 
Do you have anything light to read? Uh, here's this pamphlet on famous Jewish sports stars. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, uh, the Orange County Sheriff's Office said they were called to Disney Springs after they got a call. It was about someone carrying a gun. When deputies arrived, they said they took a uh, they took a black and bronze 9mm Glock 19 with no assigned serial number, two extra magazines loaded with 17 rounds of ammo, a small box of 14 more rounds of ammo inside a waistband holster. Uh, the sheriff's and some office. of that seems suspicious. Yeah, they took uh, 35-year-old Aaron Jose Lopez into custody. An arrest affidavit said the Disney security system alerted staff when Lopez walked through it. He was taken to a bag checkpoint where he told security he had a folding knife in his bag. After security told them they would need to search his bag, he uh, allegedly told them, oh, there's something else in there besides a knife that I want to put back in my car and then tried to walk away. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, not going to work. They're not going to let you get away with that. M-I-C, see you in jail. K-E-Y. Why? Because you're a douchebag. Because you just committed a major felony at a, at a theme park. Yeah. M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> Deputies <laughs> said Lopez uh, told them the gun didn't have a serial number because he didn't submit the paperwork to get one assigned yet. Oh, that's really? how they do it. I'm pretty sure the serial number goes on as soon as they yeah. forge that gun at the uh, at the factory. I'm pretty sure you could probably do that in your garage with a nice grinding stone. Deputies could also not find a valid concealed firearm license in any databases, uh, though Lopez claimed, I have one. You, know, you, you can't, like, how much do you think you're going to get away with any yeah. of this? And by the way, you've already told seven different lies I mean, I guess if you're trying to if you're if you're trying to get out of something, like what do you got to lose at that point? You know, <laughs> if, after the first thirty six lies in this uh, confrontation with police, you think they're going to believe that one time you say uh, you tell the truth? Did you say police or police? Police. I think you said bullies by accident. Could be because first you call the police, then then you, you call, call police. Call right. police. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Ohio Supreme Court has yanked the license of an attorney named Scott Blauvelt after being arrested four times for driving naked. Uh, about fit. Did we do this story already? Uh, I don't recall. I don't think we did. Sometimes I don't pay attention. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of do, you know, lawyers driving naked in their cars. Stories that we do. Plus, about 15 years ago, before all of those arrests, he was fired from his position as a city prosecutor after he was arrested for walking through city offices naked. He's got a he's got a naked history. He likes um, walking around naked. And yet, he was still able to be an attorney. Yeah, he no also tried to disbar him. He also admitted that there were other naked incidents where he wasn't caught. Scott's license to practice law has been suspended indefinitely, but if he meets certain conditions, it could be restored, like keeping your clothes on. I uh, I have never driven naked, uh, mostly because I have vinyl seats and I don't want yeah. my flesh ripped off my body when I get out of the car. Yeah, but also uh, I don't like being naked in public if I can help it. Well, there's good naked and there's bad naked. Yeah, but most people are bad naked. There's I, a, only a, like the, the top 1% of people look good naked. You know, I dated a girl. who used to like, walk around naked. And uh, then one time she tried to open a jar of pickles in my kitchen. That was bad naked. <laughs> uh, but he has more important issues to deal with. In the past, his attorneys have claimed that the incidents were brought on by a reaction to prescription meds, 
But he's also spent time in treatment for compulsive sexual behavior disorders. Ah, yes, of course. That makes a whole lot of sense. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Mix of sun and clouds with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 89. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Wendy's new strawberry frosty is here. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751. And the Who with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds and a high of 84 today. It is uh, 59 in downtown Springfield. Nagel Mind Your Business, a brand new podcast exclusively on rock102.com. Every week, Steve's going to sit down with a local business owner or somebody to find out uh, the real stories behind their business exclusively on rock102.com. And in fact, uh, Marty Caproni, who's going to be in here after 8 o'clock, is going to be in an upcoming episode. He'll be on the uh, the next one. For Very next cool. Week. How nice. about that? Nicely done. It's seven fifty one with back Stephen Dave on Rock one hundred two. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm so glad to hear that. You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this with Bax, Steve, and Dave in the morning mm-hmm. on You're Rock one hundred two. You're only hearing what you want to hear. Oh yeah, that's the one he doesn't play. Well, oh, yeah, I messed up the uh, the. Well, on that there's one. three buttons here. Yeah, I know. And uh, why wouldn't you just take that out? If I, it I, doesn't I, I don't have answers. I don't have any answers at all. That way, all right. All right well, you know, I was like, uh, that was like, uh, <laughs> it was like, I was almost Skippy Creamy right there because it was so smooth oh, going into that with the timestamp, the the name of the show, and then into the thing, and then uh, here we are and now. I'm all discombobulated. It's all right, Steve. Just you know, move on and pretend you didn't, you didn't even hear it. Uh, if you're missing a deceased uh, clip number clip number one, if you're missing a deceased loved one, Alexa may soon be here to help. This is freaking creepy. Ready? Okay. A new feature will reportedly let you speak to the dead. Here is a quick example of how it might work from an Amazon event. Alexa, can Grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? Okay. But how about my courage? Ask the lion anxiously. You have plenty of courage, I am sure, answered Oz. All you need is confidence in yourself. So what they did was take voice samples from the grandma. Yes. And then made her voice one of these things that can read. It's much like uh, like putting in your voice for Waze. That's a little creepy, isn't it? It's very creepy. And uh, I don't even want to know what my dead wife would say. <laughs> I'm sure if she were here, yeah. she'd have a hey, lot to talk about. Hey, uh, hey, uh. That lady's name from from Amazon. Uh, hey, uh, what would my wife say about uh, the job I'm doing? And all of a sudden, you hear this. <laughs> That's the whizzing sound of her spinning in her grave. <laughs> Clip number two. <laughs> An elementary school in New Jersey threw a big going away party this week for a crossing guard. Her name is Claire Bowman. And she's finally retiring at the young age of 94. Good gravy. She's been a crossing guard at the school for 57 years. Here's the school principal paying tribute to her while they stand next to the crossing walk uh, that she's managed for all of that time. In the last 57 years, you have always ensured that our children would get to school safely. You are unique, you are special, and you will forever be ingrained in our lives in Cherry Hill. Thank you for all that you've done for so many families. Wow. No. 
And uh, and and I, if I was her, I'd get up and in fifty-seven years, you couldn't get a get a better PA system. You sound like you're talking through a McDonald's drive-through. You know, there's a there's a woman who lives in my hometown of uh, Rehoboth, Mass. Yeah, she is the oldest resident of uh, of the town of, of Rehoboth, and she used to be the lunch lady at this four-room schoolhouse that I, that I went to second and third grade at. Yeah, and she's still still around. She's like I don't know, ninety-eight, ninety-nine years old. She was old then. When I was in second and third grade, yeah, she's wicked old now, and she's still working there. No, because no. they actually they, that 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 school has been shut down for like oh. the last thirty years. But uh, Mrs. Messier is still around. Oh, she's still alive. She's still she's around still with us. She is. She has not. Uh, she has not shred uh, the mortal coil yet. You know, the weird thing is when I was going through elementary school. I had all these teachers that were about to retire. So none of the teachers, like if I were to go back to my elementary school, I'd probably see nobody I'd recognize because most of those teachers were retiring within a few years of me going to school there. And and your perspective is off too because they seemed like wicked old at the time and they really weren't. No, they were only, what, 60 years old, probably, 62? Probably maybe? in their 50s, because some, some of these people were able to retire before the age of 60. Yeah, so uh, that would be kind of odd. All right, clip number three. Uh, let's see. Uh, I- I'll give you a choice. Do you want to hear about the uh, the church group who wanted to be rescued after hiking up a mountain to get closer to God, or do you want to hear about the Burger King employee who's never missed a day in 27 years and got a really lame goodie bag? Oh, boy, tough choice. I'm going to go with the Burger King. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Burger King, too. This is a Burger King employee who received a lackluster gift of a goodie bag to celebrate his 27-year work anniversary, went viral, and now has received over $30,000 in donations from a GoFundMe account because people felt bad about uh, the gift bag that he got. All the, the love that people are giving me is just so overwhelming. I just want to thank Everyone. I'm grateful for anything. I don't want to say I want this or that. All I want is to go to work and have fun and make everybody's uh, life better. Like they're doing to me. Life is good. So as long as you're here, you know, it's good. What was uh, in the goodie bag? Well, this, that's, what I, that's what I don't know. And uh, it's okay to say you don't know. Like free coupons for food at Burger King? Yeah. I'm ju- uh, like, like a free bag of onion rings? I'm, I'm just trying to read what this mediocre goodie bag included. Oh, he got uh, he got a piece of chocolate cake from the burger. This almost sounds like uh, we we're just playing a joke on you. <laughs> it's it sounds like the way we celebrate our employees here at Rock 102. A spokesperson for Burger King says the Burger King brand and its many franchisees nationwide are committed to recognizing and celebrating the achievements of thousands of people serving across a wide range of roles, all dedicated to providing uh, our guests a world-class experience. Following a review with the location's franchisees, we learned that this video depicts a team member in receipt of a peer-to-peer reward in recognition of a short-term positive performance experience. The franchisee offers its team members a robust employee recognition program, which includes the recognition of tenure milestones and monetary awards. He got uh, he got three hundred bucks. The twenty-seven years. That's yeah, not very Burger much. King. Probably guys working his fingers to the bone, handing up all those delicious whoppers to people, and that's all they can give him? 300 yeah. bucks? No, thank you. Maybe we should have went with the clip of the people trying to meet God that's, on the mountaintop. It's too late now. But, I'm sorry, we're all out of time. Marty Caproni coming up uh, next hour uh, here on the Back Stephen Dave Show at Rock 102.
Joan Jett with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy. Well, and actually, a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 89. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. What an absolute delight to welcome back Marty Caproni <laughs> to the studio. It's good to see you. Good to see you, Bax. Good to see you, Steve. What's going on, man? Not much. I'm just, uh, I know it's inappropriate to uh, drink on air, but I just wanted to get the rest of my caramel latte, mocha, frappa, something or whatever that I got at Panera Bread down the road from you guys uh, this morning. Uh, Pride Month, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. That's why. <laughs> so, only cost me $5. Yeah. Five bucks. I was like, I'm going to dump this into my gas tank. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, five dollars. To be fair, five dollars and two cents. And then uh, I had this. Uh, you can't say that. I, I had this uh, uh, Latino American standoff uh, with the uh, lady at the counter. Yeah. I. Uh, it was five oh two, and I just stared at her, and I just patted my pockets. And usually that's when they take the two pennies out and go, "I got you." And she just kept looking at me, and I was like, "I guess I could go out to my car and get the two cents if you want." And these nine people in the line. <laughs> For two for two cents. Yeah, a manager came over. A manager came. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of the two cents. He said, "Wow, thank oh, you." Oh, thank you so service. much. Yeah. For they, your, they, you. they don't have the little cup. Yeah, no, with no. the with the the spare no. pennies in it. She was literally pulling stuff off the counter, like uh, you know, books and everything. And they found two dusty pennies behind stuff, <laughs> so that I could I could have my uh, caramel what? latte frappa something or whatever. Well, they're probably not even used to people paying in actual cash. For a lot of this stuff. Well, I'm old school. I'm, that's the guinea in me, you know, the old school Italian. I, uh, I don't trust these banks or these debit cards, these fancy wizardry. You know, there is a national change shortage out there. Is which, there really? Which I think is a bunch of bull crap, too. We don't have any change. There's a national change shortage, and everybody wants you to round up. You ever see that when you go into, like, a CVS oh, or a yeah, grocery yeah, with store? Oh, the, yeah, the, for the charity? That's yeah, another thing that yeah. bothers the heck out of me. You know, yeah. you walk in, they're like, do you want to take care of, you know, Kids that were born uh, and they couldn't read, and you're like, well, that's everybody, you know. Um, why do I got to give you 75 cents for? And then you know you're going to give them the money, and then the company is going to take credit for it and be like, we raised five million dollars this year yeah, for whatever. Right. If 95 percent of the people who go into a CVS and hit no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that extra five percent is going to it, turn lives around. It really makes you feel bad, though. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you're sitting there and. Uh, your, your thing's uh, 1503, and they're like, listen, uh, would you like to round up to help uh, childhood uh, cancer? And you're like, you know, these kids are going to have a rough one. Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's a lot to put on me. I just yeah, came in yeah. here to get a pack of toilet paper and uh, and some gum. Think about it's, your long-term effect, yeah. though, of what you're doing. I got to the- take care of all the kids at St. Jude now. It's, that's on me. <laughs> Can I, just- I don't want to seem insensitive, but... <laughs> No. no. So I've started doing it and doing it with pride. Now I actually laugh in their face when they go, like, do you want to help homeless pets? I'm like, no. Homeless pets? No. Who's going to help homeless Marty? Because I keep giving all my change away. Well, that's the thing. It's like they're asking you to round up, but nobody asks you to round down. Like no. if, it's, if it's like, if it's 502. Yeah. Why, why get, couldn't you do five dollars? Why can't St. Jude uh, throw in the extra the extra two yeah. cents yeah. so I can get my? Would you like to take money away from a starving child? <laughs> That's what it's like. Yes, I, I would. I'm not sure there's a leave a penny, take a penny dish at the St. Jude <laughs> reception desk. <laughs>
It's all good for the gift shop. <laughs> so you got, uh, you said you're slowing down on some shows right now, but you got. Uh, I mean, you could say that. I'm doing uh, graduation yeah. parties. That's where I'm at this week. So uh, You're doing yeah. a graduation party? Uh, a couple. Yeah. So that's uh, that's fun. Uh, and then, uh, but it's it's fine. I'm only having yeah. to drive to Long Island at uh, $6 a gallon or whatever it is. Now. <laughs> so are you performing in someone's backyard? It's literally someone's backyard. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, are you sure? And they were like, yep. And I was like, are you sure you're going to pay me this amount? And they were like, "Yep," and I was like, "I should move to Long Island, man. You guys, you yeah. guys have enough money." <laughs> yeah, but 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 see, the, that's the thing. The proportionate pay down there is 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 matches up with, you know, if you right. let's just say you get five hundred dollars for something. Well, a gallon of gas down there is about five hundred bucks. So, yeah, are you really making any money? Right. Well, and then I was like, "Should I take the ferry?" And I'm like, "Well, it's not paying that well, you know, because you got to take the ferry, <laughs> right. you put your car on it. That's like eighty bucks. Then you got to have three scotches because you're out there, you know, on Long Island Sound. Of course, beautiful, beautiful scenic Long Island Sound. You're gonna have to have some scotch. So I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna drive through the city and to to Long Island to uh, to do uh, what was her name. It's like Madison or something. It's like one of those names where you know they they have money. You is know? That, that, that and, it, is, and it's spelled with like an S Y. Yeah, yeah, right. It's got to be different. Yeah, that's a that's always hard though when you're when you're asked to do a show at a place that does not necessarily have shows, like a backyard. Well, I'm or, just gonna tell. I'm gonna put it out there because it's summertime and uh, work is drying up. It's not that hard. Feel free. Ask me. Message me on Facebook. Tell me you have. <laughs> tell me you want. Tell me you want me to come perform in your living room on a Tuesday for for you know low money. Yeah. I'll show up. I'll do yeah, it. Next thing you know, you'll be doing slaughterhouse yeah. shows. <laughs> I've done I've done shows in just about every venue that you mm-hmm. can imagine. You know, but I do still have sort of a career. So uh, July eighth and 9th, I'm in uh, Hartford at the uh, Brouhaha Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. Steve, I don't know if you did. You ever do the Brouhaha back in the day? I never never had a chance to perform there. Well, it used to be. Uh, the people who do the comedy now has changed hands. Now it's Comedy Craft Beer, who I work for a lot. They do the uh, shows. We do them a lot in breweries and wineries and stuff, like middle of the week yeah. and stuff like that. But now they, they're running the comedy there. They're doing a great job. Uh, but back in the day, like when we started doing comedy, I remember the first time I went there, they had a sign on the green room that said, uh, um, you're allowed one dinner, one appetizer, one dessert. And then it said, steak for headliners only. I, <laughs> so I, oh. I put it in my in my bucket list of comedy. Like someday I'm going to come back here and get the damn steak, you know. So this week in or July eighth and 9th, I'll be back there having the steak. Yeah, it's like a certain venue. Most wedding venues will allow like the DJ to eat whatever meal that the people sure, are eating. Yeah. But there are some out there that they have a special vendor menu. Isn't that crazy? And it's like chicken nuggets and French fries while everybody else is eating filet mignon. I mean, I don't expect it. I don't expect anybody who's already paying for my service to buy me a meal. I tell the, I tell people that right off the like, you don't have to buy me a meal. But most people, it's like, well, why not? We're already paying here. You go ahead and have a meal. But some of these vendors are like, well, you're going to be sitting at the kids' table inside the back of the kitchen. <laughs> Well, you, where, you, where you can watch uh, th- this guy uh, rub his nuts on the celery before he cuts it up on the, uh, on the, on the for your salad. They shouldn't do that in the kitchen. They should do that right out in the way. Yeah. That's great yeah. entertainment. Yeah, yeah sure. But, but they, always, they always do that. You always see, like, the DJ and the photographer having their, their dinner together. Yeah. Well, yeah but, but, but the thing is, they don't always serve. They should serve us first. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. You get the couple to eat. But then you should serve the vendors first because they're the ones that are going to be having to do most of the work. Sure. And then they're like, no, we need to serve the guests first. And then they serve the guests. And by the time everybody gets their meal, 
then you're like two bites and you got to go back and play the Cupid Shuffle. I don't have the time for this. <laughs> I don't Who's going to play the electric slide? How are you supposed to digest any yeah. of your food this way? I don't have the time for the Cupid Shuffle, uh, let alone <laughs> the rest of that stuff. I uh, I give you a lot of credit for uh, being able to DJ weddings because, uh, I, I mean, after hearing the same songs over and over and over and the people coming up to you and asking for a request for a song like it was a great, brilliant idea that you haven't played and every um, other wedding you've ever done. I'm kind of <laughs> used to that. I've worked here for 18 years. Yeah, right. We're still playing Jet Airliner like it's a fresh song. Hey, <laughs> hey listen, you guys are changing. This is how I know I'm getting older. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone else who listens to Rock 102 feels this way, but sometimes I'm driving and you guys start playing like Pearl Jam or something. I'm like, why, why, is, this on ro- why yeah. is this on Rock? I know. And I'm like, oh, crap. It's This is classic rock now. Well, you th- oh, my explanation has always been, you know, when I started here in 95, Yep. Led Zeppelin two was twenty five years old, Holy and God. here it is twenty twenty two. Well, guess yep. what's twenty five years old? It's Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Yeah, that's crazy. So if you, I mean, it's, it's it's not like it's. I mean, for some people, that is their classic rock. I just don't understand what the line is where something becomes classic or not. I, I listen, Nirvana. I get. I feel like if you shoot yourself in the face, you your catalog instantly goes into classic rock startup. <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, and there's some there's some artists that I wish yeah. would do well, that. Well, the but. same thing is like saying, well, you know, what constitutes a uh, an antique vehicle? Well, an yep. AMC Pacer is now an antique vehicle. Well, I got to get out to the store and get me a new AMC Pacer. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like it, it's all a matter of you know how time you know time just changes everything. You know who needs one is Nagel. Uh, we went outside there, and uh, he he was like, I got to get something out of my truck. He's what is that? A Ford F250 you're driving right now? Yeah, it's a loaner vehicle from the dealership. And um, it's a lovely twelve point five miles to the gallon, <laughs> which uh, it's good. Now, pick. now good listen, pick right there. I'm not crapping on the dealer. They have helped me, sure, yeah. Uh, be, and they even uh, there's some dealerships that don't even have loaner cars to give out. So I'm I'm lucky that I have something to do, but. It makes it a little bit more painful when you're. Do you paying. think that the dealer laughed when they knew it was you and they were like, "Hey, Nagel's coming in." Let's give him something that's going to just bankrupt him that he'll talk about on air <laughs> no. all the time. No, but you know what? You missed the story because uh, you obviously weren't here uh, when I told this, but uh, there was a part that I needed to get approved for, under the warranty. Oh, God. And the Ford warranties rep's name was Tremendous Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's and a I'm great, like, that would be a great, great name at it. Like, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, me and my Tremendous Johnson are going to the Red Sox game. <laughs> I'm not going to guess the uh, I'm not going to guess the background of the gentleman, but uh, Johnson. It was actually uh, a woman. Oh well, there. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. You don't know nowadays, you know. Mm-hmm. It depends how tremendous wants to identify. I yeah, guess. Imagine, the, right. imagine those pronouns. But yeah, yeah, it, uh, it does hurt with the 12.5 miles to the. Gallon. Oh, I thought you were going to say with the tremendous Johnson. I was like, well, geez, Steve, you really get to know these people at the Ford place, don't no, you? No, I'm, I'm used to those. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have more with uh, Marty Caproni. A little bit later on. It's 822 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Jeep details. It's 825 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102 with uh, Marty Caproni. will be appearing this weekend at uh, Madison's graduation party. Uh, will there be uh, Will there be punch? Uh, like a, a platter of uh, exotic meats of cheeses? Uh, what, what have they got planned for this uh, party? I'll probably be punched. I'm sure I'm going to get punched by somebody because, yeah. you know. You know, this, I, uh, an event like that, you know, we, it's going to be family, like multi generational. Oh, yeah. I would do the filthiest show I could possibly do. It's you know, here's how I got the gig. I was uh, when I was headlining Governors uh, a couple months ago. I was on stage and this guy was on the phone, and I just leaned over and I was like, "Give me the well, who are you on the phone with? Uh, don't, don't I'm sorry, am I interrupting your phone conversation with my comedy <laughs> show that everyone here paid money for?" And and he was like, "I'm sorry, I'm calling my daughter right now." 
and he, and she's at home with her boyfriend alone. So I said, "Give me the phone," and I put it on speaker, and I talked to her for like 15 minutes on stage, and it went it went well. <laughs> and she's like, "I love that guy." So uh, that's going to be the surprise. I know they're not getting the station in Long Island, so I can right. I can yeah, say you that. could say that. Yeah, but uh, so uh, I mean, that's dangerous. Oh yeah. Because that could have gone very, very bad. I've had it go very bad. I've had it go real bad. Yeah. I, I, I would play this story that I did. It was probably 14 years ago now about this time that this woman down in Rocky Hill hired me to come do her husband's birthday party. Oh, boy. Who was He was a lawyer. He was, a, you know, and then she, and she, I get to the house and she's like, oh, don't tell anybody what you're here for. You're just my friend, so like all these people think I'm banging this broad, that, like because they're like they're like uh, for what she's paying you, Karen. You know? uh, Karen, who is this guy? Who's your friend? Oh, uh, we we met last week at the grocery. St- That's what she said. Oh, she said she like met met at the grocery store. It was so awkward, but I'm like. I, can I have some of that filet mignon, please? That looks really delicious. She's and, like, only only chicken nuggets for you, buddy. And it was like, it was the pop-up comedy show before pop-up comedy shows were even a thing. And oh. all of a sudden, I just bring in my little PA speaker and my microphone in their living room and say, everybody gather around, it's Bill's birthday. That's the hardest part of it that yeah. people don't realize, too, is like, like I'm bringing my own sound yeah. to this, right? Right. So... It, you know, when you go to a comedy club and you see the guy on stage, they call you, you come out from behind a curtain, no one's seen you, you're like, wow, look at this guy, you know? Yeah. When you go to do that gig, you schlep <laughs> in your sound system and plug it in in front of everybody. It's like, yeah. it'd be like if you went to Fenway Park and like Big Poppy came out to park your car, you know? And then, and, and, <laughs> right. and then you go to the concession stand and Pedro Martinez was like, uh, a hot dog or a, a, a Sam's app? And then... And then you sit in your seats and you see them come running around and jump out on the thing like they're 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 players, you know. So it takes a little of the old mystique out. I sure, would like, I would like Big Poppy to come out and park my car. This is my effing Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it is awkward when you have to get in those situations. And it and and the problem with that was nobody cared. Nobody wanted comedy. Nobody wanted oh. that show. And when people aren't expecting it, they're not into it. You, well, you know this too. Yeah. When you're when you're climbing the ranks in in comedy, you do a lot of these shows where like the restaurant owner will be like, "Yeah, you guys can come in and do a show," but no one there knows that you're doing a show because they didn't promote it. So they're just right. sitting there eating dinner and they're trying to have a date, and you're like, "Yeah, so what do you do for a living?" And they're just like, "Ah, what is this? <laughs> I'm oh, like, what are you eating? I'm what just trying to eat my bolognese." <laughs> yeah, I, I I have done some I have done some some nightmare the, yeah. the probably one of my favorite ones and it wasn't is it was for a dear friend of mine my buddy uh otan vargas his father was a comedian in the philippines he was the first stand-up comedian in the philippines and he passed away and otan was like my dad obviously loved comedy he's like i would really love it if you would do this party that we're having for my dad if you would perform another one on long island i took the ferry for this one i uh I said, sure, absolutely, Otan, I'll do that. I get to this place. It's Sunday afternoon. It's at four in the afternoon in this like restaurant slash bar. Half the people are there to see them for the party, and the other half are just customers coming in. And I, <laughs> he, he goes, you can go up now. I'm standing in front of a giant, huge post uh, painting of his father, and it was a memorial service. So before I went up, it was just people crying. <laughs> <laughs> 
recapping, and then I go up like, ah, comedy's crazy. <laughs> How you guys? Isn't that great? And, and, I got some zany props I want to show you. And, and I'd like to say that was the I'd like to say that was the uh, that was the first time that's happened to me. That is the third time in my oh. career that happened to me. I, I had another one happen at the uh, Mass Maritime Academy. Right. We were doing this uh, thing for a guy who had cancer. This always seems to happen too. He died like three days before the gig. I was supposed to be in the middle on the show, but the kid who was running it decided he was going to put me first because everyone was crying. They're playing a video retrospective of this guy's life. It looks like Top Gun. It's like zero zero nine er taxi to runway three four. Roger, got it. I'm Captain America. I'm going to go bomb these commies. You know, and I'm sitting there like I'm sitting there like, how am I going to follow this? Six hundred people. The Mass Maritime uh, leadership, there's like an admiral with the stripes all the way down his thing and everything. And I just walked up and I was like, listen, I, I know there's no real way for me to make this transition. All I could think of while I was watching this amazing retrospective of this guy flying combat missions and everything was how terrible my memorial service is going to be. <laughs> I was like, my my contribution in my career will just be a video clip, a video clip after video clip of just people throwing dinner rolls at my face. <laughs> video of you, yeah. di oh, you dying at the Maritime Academy. I sacrificed too, you know. <laughs> just dinner rolls being thrown at me. People stand up like, you shut up. Leave my wife alone. You know, stuff. And then you get up there and you're like, why is it? Why do they call this awake? Everybody seems like they're asleep. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, What's the deal with memorial services? I, I did another one. Should I t do I have time to tell you this one? Yeah, uh, I, I did it. Yeah, all, right. all right, I did another one, and it was uh, it was for a friend of mine's brother. I volunteered. It was in my town. He had passed away uh, in a bicycle accident. Except for when when he got in the accident, he he was not, or when the show was booked, he was still alive. The day before he passed away, wife with who's pregnant with three little kids. I asked him not to have kids there. I was like, I'll volunteer. I'll do the show. Kids running around <laughs> everywhere yeah. when I walk in. My parents decided it was the first show they were going to see me do. I get up on oh before I get up on stage, they play a video retrospective of his life with a slideshow, soft bed of music. As I'm coming to the stage, the slides are still going. <laughs> I leaned over to the kid at the laptop and I was like, Hey, can we maybe kill the slides of the dead guy? Could we do that so I could get on stage? And and as I as I got on stage, um, I had this like out of body experience. I was like, I, I can't bomb here, like I can't. But I did. And then I brought up <laughs> I brought up our friend Dario Mercadante, who wasn't listening when I told him what happened with the guy. And the right. first thing he says is, Man, when I die, I want to be cremated and put in a Dunkin' Donuts cup. And I, <laughs> and, and I lean over to the other comic on the show who's deaf, by the way, Mike Murray. I lean over to him and I go, it can't get any worse than this. At least at least this is where he's like, what? I was like, never mind, Mike. Never mind. So I'm just sitting there going, it's not going to get any worse than this. And then as I say that, he goes, Dario goes, oh, it's crazy. The other day I'm in the gym on the exercise bike. The guy next to me wearing a helmet. <laughs> Which is how the guy died. He died oh, falling geez. off a bicycle. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> those are my three. Those are my three uh, slideshow retrospective slash comedy shows. But you know stories. what? Laughter is the best. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure. We'll have more with Marty Caproni. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western. 836. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Bank ESB, a local bank. They got convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. Oh, and Marty Caproni's still in the studio. He is. 
Sorry, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm still here. No, no, no. We're not Guys, I have nothing. The, I have no life. Nothing, nothing to apologize for. Uh, for Heather Bish, it's been a painful decades-long journey. After a horrible crime, her 16-year-old sister Molly vanished from her lifeguard shift in Warren on June 27th of 2000. Her remains were found years later in the woods just a few miles away. There have been many persons of interest, but last year a major break in the case. The Worcester District Attorney named convicted sex offender Frank Sumner as the suspect in Molly's murder. He's a convicted rapist who died in 2016. His remains were cremated. His DNA was never entered into the CODIS system that's often used to link suspects to the crime. Uh, but the case has stalled. Investigators are working with more than 100 tips about Frank Sumner, and they're still waiting on the science to help them link him to the murder. Sources uh, say that investigators that authorities are still waiting on DNA results from an outside lab and state lab in Molly's case. Uh, they first reported that the state police assigned to the Worcester County DA's office are working with DNA from Sumner's son, who's doing time in an Ohio prison. Sources uh, say that investigators are testing that DNA against evidence from crime scenes connected to Molly's murder. This is, uh, you know, you do these, uh, they're testing this guy's son for this stuff, but... These people who do these twenty three and me or the the genealogy things, and mm -hmm. they're finding sus murder suspects going, "Hey, you're wanted in this murder back from thirty years ago, or your family member is wanted for this murder that happened thirty years ago because of this DNA database." It was funny because I was expecting uh, Steve to be like, "Hey, punch up some of these stories and make them funny," and then he's like, "The first one is the most tragic kidnapping, rape, and murder case that we've ever had." Well, uh, right. see what you can do with that, Marty. Uh, we we uh, have things to no, to, but I, I yeah. the, here's one of the things that that bothers me about people are just willy nilly sending their DNA in. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but if someone wanted to frame you for something, now they have your DNA. They they can, they, you know what I mean? Like it just seems odd. It's almost like you guys were talking about the Alexa, where you can get your dead grandma to read read to you on the Alexa. Yeah, right. That was creepy. I, I don't. Do you guys have the Alexa in your house? I do. Actually, I don't. Yeah, you do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, I I'm. Can you? I, you're just literally putting a listening device in your house. Okay, but. This phone in your hand is also a listening device because when you start talking about something and then you go on Instagram and you see an ad for what you were just talking about, it's the same thing. It is and it isn't because the phone company doesn't have a multi-billion dollar contract with the uh, intelligence agencies, but Jeff Bezos does because he needs the money, the poor guy. He's barely making ends meet. Yeah, but these, <laughs> He's these really struggling. These devices are always listening to you for the key word when you say Siri's name or Alexa's name they're waiting for that sure yeah so yeah. all the all the other things that are that you're talking about are being picked up by the device as well so it's it, it is kind of the same here's the other thing I think it's gonna make your kids rude too uh, because all the kids get used to just being like Alexa play whatever you know like they, they don't say Alexa they should make you have to say please you know so you if you see little kids out now they <laughs> yeah. just go like I want a coffee and they want like they expect yeah, you they know, expect it to be there right, immediately. Right. right. Yeah, and you never say thank you when Alexa delivers. No. When she does her job. No, you no. never say, thank you, Alexa. That was very kind. Right. I, I actually go out of my way to do that. You say thank you? I'm very polite to Siri. I said, Siri, thank you very much. And she says, well, you're quite welcome. <laughs> I never use my Siri on my phone. I, I hardly ever do either. Yeah. I just want to hear a woman's voice uh, tell me she when appreciates you're lonely, When you're lonely every night? <laughs> yes, I'm lonely every night. Uh, you just, you just, okay. We just want a woman who doesn't say no to you all the time. It's okay, Steve. <laughs> would, you like to me, would you like me to order you more washcloths since you've dirtied up the entire pile you bought from Costco last week? Just Steve and his iPhone on the pillow next to him curled up having yeah. pillows. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, one person was arrested after officers were called to an armed robbery at Home Depot in Wilbraham Wednesday afternoon. Here's a story you can talk about. <laughs> According to the Wilbraham police, at around 2.50 p.m., officers were called to a Home Depot for a shoplifting incident. I like how they say called to a Home Depot as if there's more than one in Wilbraham. <laughs> when police arrived, the suspects were already gone, but a known group of targeting Home Depots across Massachusetts and Connecticut uh, for copper wire. They're robbing these places. Police were called again for another shoplifting incident at the Home Depot around 3.34 p.m. When police arrived, two Hispanic men were seen exiting with a large amount of Romex wire valued at over $1,600. A foot pursuit began, began and then they were ordered to stop. Uh, a violent struggle began with one of the suspects with an officer on the ground. The suspect was ordered to stop resisting several times but refused. He yelled in Spanish to the second suspect, identified as Jorge Ramos, to assist by grabbing it. <laughs> well, the first thing you said was armed robbery, and I thought to myself, what a terrible business choice if you got a ski mask and a gun. You're like, this is what I'm going to rob. You, first of all, you can't even get customer service to get a purchase at Home Depot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're going to be there. I, I, with money, you're, you're waiting at least 25 minutes. With no money, you're going to be there at least 45 minutes. And nothing in that store is small, so you're going to be like, take Put all the two-by-fours in the bag and then just try to drag it out of the right. store. Yeah, do you put the ski mask on as you're asking, hey, do you know where the copper wire is? <laughs> so they chased him while these yeah. guys were carrying all the copper wire with them? Yeah, so while still struggling with the first suspect on the ground, the officers saw him staring at the taser and uh, Jorge Ramos staring at his firearm. The suspect on the ground ripped the taser and holster off the officer's chest and threw Jorge Ramos, uh, which he pointed at the officer. He dropped the taser and both suspects ran after the officer stepped back and drew his firearm. Jorge Ramos was taken into custody by another Wilbraham officer with the assistance of an off-duty Hamden sergeant. The other unknown suspect got away in a vehicle and police pursuit into Springfield was terminated due to safety issues. Ah, because they were driving too fast on Boston Road. Good for them. You know, I can't get down. I can't get three lights down Boston Road in less than an hour. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I listen to that intersection between uh, your Boston Road and, and, and Stony Hill Road. I get caught behind that light all the time. Yeah. yeah. See, this is why I feel bad for cops, too. You know, they're, they're, I know there's some bad cops, but most of them are seem like decent people. I couldn't do that job. You know what I mean? I don't have that patience. I watch those videos on YouTube where, like, the kids get pulled over and they're like, uh, sir, am I being detained? I'm a sovereign citizen. I was like the first day on the job where they didn't have the other cop with me making sure I didn't do it. I would just take my tase. I'd be tasing everybody. Like, sir, I'm a clackety, clackety, clack. Dance for me. <laughs> you know, this is 17th person Marty Taze this shift. Uh, if you're overpaying to drink wine at a restaurant, you want at least a nice big glass of it, but it sounds like the opposite is happening. The standard pour has always been five ounces, which gives you five glasses per bottle. But a new report says more and more places are skimping to save money and doing four ounce pours to get six a bottle. That's ridiculous. Well, that's what they're doing to make to make ends meet now. You yeah, know? Everyone, everyone's serving less. If you call them out on it, they might pour you a little extra and act like it's a mistake. But industry insiders say it's often intentional, and they hope you just don't even notice. Which I think most people probably wouldn't notice unless you're an alcoholic. If they're really smart, they do that on the second or third glass. You know, on the first glass, they give you the five. Yeah, and then they slowly start pulling right. back as you get drunker. Everything's getting smaller, though. Yeah. Packages of everything. That's what she said. I went, yeah, but I went into, I think I was in Stop and Shop last week, and they had uh, Cheez-Its, two for four, right? Yeah, yeah, Two yeah. boxes of Cheez-Its, and then you look at the size of the box, and you're like, that eh, was a lot smaller than it was three months ago. Yeah, you got to start looking at the ounces on the food. That's, yeah. that's what we're getting you don't, you don't see the family size of anything as much. Now. No. 
I always shop by unit price. That's the kind of person I am. Unless you go to Costco, you know, if you just yeah, go right. to Costco for everything, then, then you're buying enough to feed the whole neighborhood, you know. But I hate when you go to like, and and they they keep making the sales harder to figure out. Like I'm a dumb guy. I don't need to do that. I'm into fractions now. We got six of these for nine eighty two, and you're trying to figure out what's the difference between this and not the difference right. between this. No one can ever answer my question if I need to buy all six or if I can just have one with the sale price. I still don't even know the answer to that. Do you guys? I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're, you're supposed to be able to get the sale. Like Regardless of quantity, right? Like that's, if it's buy one, get one free. Well, that's... I one mean, or, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> how dumb? Uh, I'm, I'm trying dumb to think of to an example. I'm trying to think of an example of what, what you're talking if, about. If it's like three for five, do I have to buy all three? Or can I just get one for the price of a fraction of five? I don't think you have to. I think if you bought one, you would still get the fractionalized price of whatever it was if you bought all three on sale. You know what I'm saying? See... I have enough work to do when I go to the supermarket now because, uh, you know, I got to bag my own groceries now, you know, when you go. <laughs> yeah. You ever notice that, too? Yeah, now they, got the, they have one person uh, running a register with a line of 38 people. Back in the day, if they had two, they'd be like, get somebody up here at the front register. Now they're just like, let's go over and do it yourself. You, you know, you work here now, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate bagging myself. I, I, I I'd much rather have a trained, qualified professional do that for me. Well, and the problem with those self-checkout machines is that, yeah, ha- it's a it's a backup. You have all these people. Who's, there's some people with five items, and then there's some people with fifty items, and then you're stuck in that. Even if it's a what a feeder line thing going in there, you're not you're really not getting out any faster. And you can never get through a transaction at the self checkout without the thing going baggage. Put it in the area, yeah. please. Put it, and then they have to come over anyways to to fix what you're doing. I had I, this is maybe like I don't know two three weeks ago. I'm I'm in Stop and Shop. And I have one thing, you know, I'm just getting like my, my lemonade or whatever. And I'm behind this guy who's buying stuff for a barbecue. He's making it all the way through. I'm like, this guy's killing it. And then he gets to the hamburger rolls and the thing just won't let him do it. No one's come over to help him. He takes all the hamburger, hot dog rolls, everything, and just throws them up in the air and goes, I'm done. And he just walks out. That thing talks to you and it's just like, you know, for in your case, it, it's personal. It's just like. Move your hungry man Swanson dinner to the belt. I mean, to be honest, Steve, if I had to pick yeah. a voice, I would take I would take shopping lady over yeah. the Siri Siri girls. You should probably, you know, Mo- move know. your stuff out of your parents' basement. What the hell's wrong with you? You're 45 years old for God's sakes. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. We'll have more with Marty Caproni coming up in a few minutes. Uh, it's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 89. It is 67 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock, 852, and the doors with back Steve and Dave. And Marty Caproni in the studio. It's good to have you here. It's always good to be here. It's always good to be here. Should, should, I, should I? Can I do a couple little uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, plugs? Yeah, uh, mark it down your calendar, Comedy Craft Beer, July 8th and 9th at the Brouhaha Comedy Club in Hartford. That's, uh, that's at the, uh, the brewery there, City Steam Brewery. Mm-hmm. And um, also, uh, first weekend in August, which is like the 4th, 5th, and 6th, I think, I'll be headlining Mohegan Sun. Uh, comics at Mohegan Sun, which is it's only, awesome. Yeah, it's only taken me 11 years to, uh, to make it from weekday guest spot to uh to <laughs> weekend headliner but I, i'm finally making it so that's great that's oh good. Yeah, they're yeah. not paying you in slot dollars anymore no they, they used to pay me in alcohol <laughs> but i gotta stop doing that i uh i used you know i get a, a little too drunk there one time that wolf howled 
And I, 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 it scared me. I spilled my drink on myself. And then I thought someone was controlling the wolf with their phone. So I started screaming, like, show yourself. <laughs> Next thing I know, uh, all the tribal police came up. They actually have real guns and tasers, too. I thought they'd have bow and arrows and stuff. But no, they, uh, no. they showed up and they were like, you, sir, you have to go to your room. And I was like, why? And they go, you have two choices. Go to your room or go to jail. And I was like, uh, well, go ahead and put me in jail. It's probably a teepee. I can just cut my way out, which is really uh, an ignorant thing boy. for a white guy to say. Yeah, yeah. Casino, so absolutely. Probably why I didn't get the headline there. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm looking. So they're probably thinking, well, that must be another Marty Caproni. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Not the one that's that big of a Wait jerk. Wait a minute. Uh, was that the Marty Caproni that was uh, hurling racial epithets at us? <laughs> they're, they're, it's, a, it's a great casino, great people. Um but and the last thing I wanted to say is uh, Steve and I have a guy that we started with. He kind of he always takes the new comics under their wing. Uh, he's a local comedian, comedian Artie Rob, uh, very very funny guy, and he's had some uh, medical stuff going on, real yeah. real rough. So there's a GoFundMe for him. So if you GoFundMe and you type in Artie Rob. Um, you'll see where you can donate to him. You know, comedians we don't have the best health care, so yeah, uh, he uh, he was uh, he's always been a. A, a real good headliner. I mean, he, he's he's always staple. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a staple to this uh, this comedy community. He, he really is, and and uh, you know they're doing a benefit show for him. Um, I think Philip Anthony and Jess Miller, or whatever they, they put together a benefit for him at the uh, Knights mm -hmm. of Columbus in Chicopee too, so oh, people cool. can get. Yeah. If you want to, you don't want to donate online, but you want to go watch some comedy and and have it go to a good cause, you can go to that. Speaking of Jess Miller, I just did a show with her. I did. Uh, was it no? I did two shows with Chris Zito. Oh, yeah, I guy. love Zito. But uh, but I did a show with Jess Miller uh, a few weeks ago over in Ludlow at the Lusitano Club. The and, Lusitano, yeah, Club. the Lusitano Club. It was like a fundraiser. Yeah, she does she does a great job with those fundraisers with the uh, sure. For, yeah, the, 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 I think Philip has a thing too doing them, and yeah. and we we all we all kind of do fundraisers. You know, if people reach out, we try to we try to do what we can to. Uh, to you know, raise some money and have some laughs. Yeah, you know? great crowd, great show, and I, uh, I, I always try to bring up the worst part of whatever town I'm in. Sure. <clears throat> and I uh, brought up the uh, the fact of the the dentist who was a uh, uh, who's a kid's dentist, and he was driving down the down Center Street, and he was doing lines of coke off of his <laughs> dashboard, and and he had you know booze in the car, and he and they even tacked on texting while driving as like an extra charge for him. Well, that's a catch-all. Yeah, and, uh, the, and and there was people who go, I remember that. <laughs> it was only like a year ago. I, I don't know if like Lolo has a cocaine problem. That's the second cocaine story I've heard. The other one I heard was about the uh, chief of police or something at the time, the acting chief of police. They were like, hey, we're missing cocaine from the evidence room. And he was like, we need to start an investigation right out. And they did the investigation. They came back to him like, we solved it. And he's it, like, who'd you find? And they're like, you? And he's like, ah, man, so much coke. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? We had that guy in here. <laughs> we, no, seriously. It was, uh, it was uh, God, Foy was his last name. He had. Yes, yes. He had admitted to the whole thing. And he came out and, admit, and he went through rehab and treatment and all oh, this other stuff. Life yeah. around. It's actually a really and cool story. It, it was oh, actually one of the. One of the best interviews we've done here yeah on, that's on fascinating to be well because he was so it, you can you can always tell i think when people they do effed up things and we've all done yeah effed up oh, yeah. things in our life but you can always I genuinely tell <laughs> when somebody's remorseful about something right and somebody who realizes holy crap i'm almost glad i got caught because 
you know, this is the thing that's going to change my life around. And he's not even involved in, in, in law enforcement anymore. Well, look, I mean, the fact that the guy is like, let me come in and tell my yeah. story. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's not involved in law enforcement. That'd be weird, right? Um, but, well, I mean, some people do go back to the thing, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know but what it, happened. But, with but in his, thing. but in his case, that was yeah. that yeah. was like a really inspirational story. But that's what I'm saying. Someone, someone that's that you do something wrong, you do something bad or wrong or whatever. You have a choice. You can, you know, not acknowledge it, or you can acknowledge it and say, you know, this is what I did, and let me try to be better the next time. You know, move on. That's that's awesome. Yeah, good for, good for yeah. him. Yeah. So, uh, good way we saved that before you went and the guy <laughs> in the I was talking about the that, that was the, the guy that got arrested was my kid's dentist. I just I love how you said saved it. Like I'm going to go yeah. home and there's going to be a guy in my driveway. That looks like he fell face first into a pile of yeah. jelly donuts, <laughs> hold, holding his his old off duty piece. Yeah. Marty Caproni is going to be headlining at the Brouhaha Comedy Club the uh, the 15th through the 16th of July. Nope, uh, eighth and ninth. Sorry, they eighth changed and ninth. Yeah. Oh, they okay, they changed uh, it. Or actually, maybe no, maybe it is. I don't know why. Are you on the website? I'm though? on I'm on your uh, Facebook page with your calendar, which you haven't uh, updated oh, yeah. in a while. Yeah, so it could have been changed. Yeah, it's been changed. Eighth and ninth. Sorry. Okay, and then also uh, the comics. Comedy Club in Mohegan at the beginning of August. Yes, so that's great be stuff. Great. Marty Caproni, great to have you. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. It's uh, eight fifty nine with back Stephen Dave and Marty Caproni on Rock One Hundred Two.